Welcome to Phoning It In, the improvised phoning show where the callers have no idea what they're calling in to talk about. My name is Dave Coffey. Usual phone lines are open, so get calling. We're going to kick things off this week with our topic of the week, World Cup 90. It's hard to believe it's 30 years since World Cup 90. We're chatting to some of the diehard fans about their memories of those great days. Patsy, Patsy, you sacrificed everything to join Jackie's army in Italy, didn't you? I did, Dave, yeah. I, what uh, what did you do? I walked, <laughs> my, I walked out on my wedding day to hop on the ferry. And ferries went straight to Italy in those days. I don't know what they do now. I haven't, I haven't traveled in years. I haven't even had a passport in years. But uh, yeah, I, I just walked out with my wife, uh, my wife-to-be, and, uh, and uh, our, 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 both our families and all of our loved ones. And I hopped on a boat and went over to Italy. And I've, I've lived there ever since, Dave. <laughs> I love I love hearing those great stories of people just like just just being really you know selfish and, and just kind of thinking of themselves when it comes to celebrating. What's that? Spontaneous. Spontaneous. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. Selfish. So listen, tell us a little bit about your journey. Then I mean, how how did you end up staying over there? Well, the, the, the boat sank actually, Dave. Uh, I, I didn't get there initially. The boat sank, and uh, I, we we were we we all found ourselves. Well, the survivors found themselves stranded on this kind of this island in between Italy and Ireland. I don't know if you heard of it. Um, it's just what? like a small, uninhabited island um, between Ireland and Italy. Um, sure. yeah, yeah. And we we basically we we formed some kind of little society there. You know, you're there for so long that eventually, uh, you know, the, even though you're you're in the wilderness, you're in you know barbaric circumstances. You know, certain certain rules start to break down and, uh, and yeah. codes of, of how humans interact. They, they kind of go out the window. So uh, needless to say, uh, uh, there, was, there was a few deaths uh, along the way. Uh, my mate, uh, Brezzy, uh, not, not, not the Brezzy you're thinking of, no, this is a man who, who, who died on this island in 1990. No, he, uh, he for example, he, uh, he went mad very early on. And uh, he declared himself king, and no, we weren't having that. Myself, uh, myself, and a few other heads, uh, Jocks or Tony and uh, and Doyler, we ended up clubbing him to death with a rock and smearing our faces with his blood, and we declared ourselves the tribesmen of the island. Great days, great days. Yeah. And this is this is like I'm telling you, you know, three three hours into the shipwreck. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you can only imagine. And did you just get to see the matches then, if you, or? No, no, I didn't reach Italy till 1998. Okay. Uh, yeah, I wasn't aware of the year for a while, but once I, it was, it was I, we spent eight years on that island. Right, so the, the World Cup was well over at that stage. Oh, it was, yeah. We were actually yeah. in the other, the World Cup, well, it was 98 World Cup. It was yeah. Japan. Was it Japan? Yeah, yeah. And um, how we went, you, I ended up to Italy, so it was no good to me. How did you get off the island in the end? We were we uh, we were picked up by a by a, a, a ferry heading to Italy as they did in the nineties famously, and they rescued us and uh, we we ended up hijacking that uh, ferry and then sailing it to Italy and uh, and we even after they they'd offered to rescue you that you you felt you needed yeah, to hijack we we, did, we 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 didn't understand we'd forgotten how to speak English at that point or any language oh, so we just uh, okay you kind of kind of reverted to just sort of grunts mm-hmm. and. 
I'm only back speaking it in the last six weeks. It's taken me really. Yeah, well, well, I have to say you're you're saying great, Patsy. You've really come a long way. If that's the case, come here. What happened with Joxer and Tony and the lads? I still see him from time to time. You know how it is. Yeah. Man, you know, you drift apart. You know, you live together yeah, for a while. Yeah. You know, you think you're going to stay friends, but then you drift apart because of you know life gets in the way. Wives, uh, you know, uh, Doyler, um, you know, actually, uh, and Doyler and Joxer are a couple now. They became a couple about uh, three months in, onto the island, and. Uh, They've managed to, you know, sure, needs most. cute little Italian kids and they live, they live off in the, in the mountains somewhere. And then uh, I myself, I've met this, this young one actually uh, and we're getting on very well, famously. Great. You know. Great. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm glad everything worked out. Obviously, Patsy, then you missed a lot of the, the, the best, the glory days of, of World Cup 90 because you were on, um, you were on the island. Yes. Um, but they were great days, let me tell you. I'm going to bring on someone else who's got some, uh, some memories from back then. Uh, Fiona. Fiona. Your husband left you during World Cup 90, is that right? Uh, that's right. Uh, my husband, Pascal, uh, well, he had a, a, an issue with his priority, as you could say. And essentially what had happened was he was drafted in uh, by Jackie's army, as they called him, to write them an anthem um, to support their campaign in Italian 90. And what happened is he became totally obsessed with the pursuit of uh, crafting the perfect World Cup song. What he uh, believed he had put together was some kind of re-rendering of uh, 99 Red Balloons. Uh, it went, um, uh, Italian 90 Football Cup, Jackie's Army, hop the fuck. And uh, just uh, from that moment, I knew I'd lost him. So, uh, Dave, if you don't mind me saying it, it's a bittersweet kind of uh, uh, memories for me. So you, did you watch the matches? Did you follow the games? Well, I, 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 I did initially, but then I, I would hear the crowd singing it and each, each note of that uh, parody song was like a dagger in my heart, you know? Yeah, so yeah. It, it, the, the football itself was great. It was great to see the lads turn in such a good, such a good campaign. But uh, just hearing that, that Germanic Europop sound was just, uh, it was just like a, 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 a corkscrew to the esophagus. I remember that story because because he, he obviously used someone else's tune. He, all the money went uh, to the original writer and artist. So Pascal actually ended up he ended up destitute, didn't he? He did actually. He he forgot. I I don't think he initially intended it to be a parody. It just so happened that he, he note for note copied a pre existing song, yeah. and uh, such were the laws at the time. I'm sure you're familiar, Dave, with the EU copyright laws on um, on Euro pop music. But yeah. uh, they they go directly back to uh, to to the original artist and uh, they, them being German, they actually donated all their funds to the German football team. So it, it was actually the greatest shot in the foot, I think, in Irish sporting history. That uh, yeah. my husband Pascal's uh, it, what should have been an anthem to bring the squad together uh, ended up being uh, their Achilles heel. It was. Yeah, sad story. I remember it well. Uh, where's Pascal now, Fiona? Well, Pascal, uh, he, he's actually producing music uh, for Danone. So mm, Danone was him. That was him. Oh, well, that's so he yeah. probably probably made a few quid off that he then. So. Basically, just did that, and then it was grand. So that's it. Swings around about stage. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Copyright thing. Yeah, and, and you guys Again, never, he, you guys never got back together. No, no. He sends me, he sends me large quantities of Actimel every year, which. Uh, you know, is something, but it's it's not. You know, it won't warm your heart at night. I know what you mean. Yeah, it's very good yeah. for your heart, though. 
uh, is El the actimel is back at the yes, yeah, yeah, good for yeah, your stomach. So good yeah, for yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm as fit as a fiddle, but I am destitutely uh, and heartbroken. Yeah, okay, yeah. Fiona, stay on the line. I'm kind of looking for a bit more of you know the the, the kind of crack and what was going on over in Italy. So I want to move oh, on. Yeah, to someone. it wouldn't be me. Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll move on to someone else. Um, Wazer, you met Jack Charlton in Luton Airport. Is that right? I absolutely did, Dave. I met Jackie Charlton there in Luton oh. Airport. A lovely man, very mild mannered. Yeah, yeah. Was this during World Cup ninety? It was during World Cup ninety. Yeah, he was on his way over uh, for okay. the view, the, the coaching over there. Okay. Um, I stopped him for an autograph, and uh, we ended up getting chatting. We became really good mates, and uh, stayed in contact with him over the years. Okay, and did you fly over? Were you on your way over as well? I was on my way over, but it was for a different reason, Dave. I had no interest in the football at the time. Okay, what were you going over to Italy for? I was going over for an apprenticeship in opera singing. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. so, well, I, got uh, swept, I got swept up in the Italian 90 fever, you see. Okay, so you did, you did get in with the fans and, and get singing? and. Oh, big time. Yeah, I threw it all away. The opera went out the window and I was just all football all the time for those uh, few weeks there, Dave. And what happened then after World Cup 90? Did you get back to the opera or, or, or did you just let it no, go? No, I'm a professional footballer now, Dave. You're um, a footballer? Oh, wow. So you really got into it. Yeah, I really did get into it. Absolutely. A complete left turn. Yes. And, and who, who knows? Like if you hadn't met Jack in, in the airport in Luton, uh, maybe you'd be an opera singer today instead of a footballer. I would. I would have been the next Pavarotti, but now I'm the next, you know, Ronaldinho. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, both, both great you know, career choices, uh, either way you look at it. Uh, what was it that Jack said to you in Luton that kind of, I suppose, made you think maybe opera singing wasn't for you? He said, opera's for sap, stick with football, it'll take you anywhere. Really? Wow. That's verbatim, James. That's verbatim. That sounds like Jack, all right. Um, um, Jackie Charlton, he said to me, opera's for saps. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, he's not wrong. No, no, no. He was completely right, David. Yeah. He steered me off that very dark path that a lot of uh, classical musicians often go down. I mean, it's a life of sex, drugs and uh, concertos, really, for a lot of them. Whereas f- footballers generally are very clean living. As I'm very, I live very clean, Dave. I've, I got yeah. off the smokes, I got off the drink, and I've never been happier. Great. Who are you playing for at the moment? I'm playing for uh, Shamrock Rovers FC. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. Well, listen, stay on the line. I want to, I want to just talk to one other uh, super fan, Rollo. Rollo, you like to pretend that it's still World Cup 90, is that right? Yeah, uh, you know that father who pretends that it's Christmas every day and yes. he has his Christmas in? I do that except for Italian 90. I pretend every day that it's Italian 90. So every day I get up, I put on my scarf, I put on my jersey, I put on my hat. And then I go downstairs and I put on my VHS of all the, the um, matches that were yeah. on, um, all the soccer, soccer balls that was on. Brilliant. Yeah, this is, this is the stuff I want to hear now because this, yeah. this is the real, you know, serious fan stuff. And how's your life been? You know, it must, be, it must be a joy to just wake up every day and still have that feeling of like it's still World Cup 90. It must yeah. be great, is it? Yeah. Well, I lost everything. Um, I've been listening there and I, I see a lot of people have, have lost loved ones, which I obviously have. I uh, isolated myself from my family, my wife, my children. Um, yeah. But, you know, once once uh, I get up and I start singing, you know, the the, the Jackie's Army theme yeah. tune um, by the 
um danan guy yeah that yeah. just gets me riled up and and then i can put all that other stuff out my mind about how you know my wife tried for years she did everything she did everything she could to try and get me to to stay where to be in the present moment to forget about italia 90 and um and how many children how i missed all their, their their graduations i missed christenings i missed i missed baptisms i missed it all but you know what when i get up and, and i start the chant and the ole 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 it really brings the joy to my heart that i probably would have got anyway going to the birth of my first grandchild in yeah. i mean that's the great thing about soccer isn't it like it takes you away from all the daily humdrum the stress, the, the, nagging, the nagging, you know, the oh, yeah, nagging, the kids, the chattering, yeah, and you can just put all that to one side for ninety minutes, or in your case, yeah. uh, thirty years, uh, and just have a good time and just enjoy yourself. There's nothing wrong with that, is there? Yeah, this is it, or this is it, and I mean, you know, I I might be, you know, very sick now because I haven't cleaned myself, I haven't taken care of myself, you know, yeah. all I ate that day. I remember after after Italian ID, all I'd have every day was a bath of burger and chips. So I had to keep eating that every day, you know, that kind of way. And, uh, and I'm pale and, and I'm very ill. I'm very, very ill at the minute, Dave. I'm not going to lie. But that's what? ole, ole, ole. Exactly. Okay, You're going to stick with it, aren't you, Rollo? Yeah. That's it. Because that's, <laughs> that's what World Cup 90 means to people. Yeah. It's, it's the everything. passion. It's the belief. You know, nothing wrong with a battered burger. Otherwise, I mean, otherwise, I've just, um, I've just given up my whole life. I've given up all the, the true joys that this life brings for a football match. So, obviously, well, a I tournament, have to, yeah. a tournament, a tournament, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, the most uh, spectacular, just amazing football tournament that I can remember in my lifetime. So, I think, yeah. listen, I think you've done the right thing. Yeah. And uh, I think it was great to hear all of your, all of your, are you, sorry, are you okay? You, you crying well, now? Yeah, no, I'm just remembering them all the, oh, the soccer, the soccer, the great ball. saves Packy yeah. made, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, I mean, it would bring a tear to your eye. Uh, yeah, it would. Listen, guys, it's been great hearing all your hilarious, heartwarming Welcome Ninety stories. Thanks so much, everyone, for for taking us on a trip down memory lane. It's been great chatting to you. going to move on to some other callers now um fred is on the line fred your house is missing is that right that's right dave my house is missing and i'm raging because i only bought it and the insurance hasn't come through so it's a real real uh, stinker of a situation for me yeah um so what happened you bought the house uh, and you were set to move in and then I had oh. all the boxes. I'll tell you what, I had the moving van come over. I'd moved everything. I'd, I'd recently moved out of a turret. I don't know if you're familiar with the turret, but it's the very top part of the castle now. Yes. I was the, shafted the there. So. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It was one of these daft.ie things. It looked like a house. It wasn't. It was a feature of architecture. I lived there for seven years. It destroyed my life. And I was very, very determined not to let something like that happen again. Mm. So I, I, I resolved to only, um, only live in houses from then on. Found a lovely place uh, down in Smithfield, in the middle of the square, actually, it was. And it was kind of, now I'll be honest, it was kind of canvas walls. It didn't look like it had the best structure there, but it was now, very exciting and there were a lot of people around. You say in the middle of a square? 
In the middle of Smithfield Square, yeah. That's yeah, unusual it was, it, it's now. It's unusual of... to get a house in the middle of, of, of Smithfield Square. That would have been, I would have had alarm bells, if, if you don't mind me saying, when I, when I saw that. Well, I had brought my own alarm bells. Everything was there. So I had all the features of a house ready to go. The stuff yes. was in there. I parked it down. Went, uh, I said, I'd taken a movie just across the road. There's a cinema. I said, yeah, I'd go in. Like they, were doing, they were doing a, a Toy Story 2. You know yep. the second. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. There's, yeah. there's at least two. Woody, uh, uh, the, the 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 dog, the pig. Um, I think there's another. There's a two potatoes. They're married. Anyway, uh, went in, uh, saw the film, loved it. Great film. There's a dinosaur as well. And I came back, and uh, all my stuff was still there in the boxes, and the house was gone. My God, just gone in, into thin air. And uh, there were people laughing at me. Oh, uh, why were they, they laughing? Because they'd opened the boxes and they'd found they'd found all my uh, costumes. What kind of costumes do you have? Just well, you know, there was you know, I I I have a, I, I I'm a I'm an aficionado for a certain uh, uh, era within history. I like um, medieval uh, kind of jester costumes from from the time of of the plague. Right, uh, and I have I have everything, but the problem is they look quite stupid by today's standards. And uh, well, I mean, even by those that those days standards, they were supposed to look stupid. That was kind of the point, wasn't it? I suppose it was. Yeah, when you think about it, but if, if you take it in in my context, you know, it gives me great uh, pleasure to know that I could be dressing up as someone who is bringing joy to people who are otherwise dying of of, uh, of a mass uh, global disease. You know. Yeah, that's yeah. how I get off, Dave. You know, it's it's really just individual to me and uh, and the club and the Facebook yeah. group. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was very embarrassing to see the local children uh, dressing up in them, and it's just one of these situations where, like, God, I wish I I wish my house was there. And were they saying stuff to you like, "Ah, where's your house gone? Look at you." <laughs> Exactly. They were saying, there's your man who used to live in the turret because they, it was the same kids. They basically followed me from the turret. <laughs> and, uh, and they, they really, uh, they were really hammering at home that I, that I've made a balls of it again. <laughs> what do you think happened to the house, Fred? If you had to guess. Well, if I look, there's, there's, a, there's a number of suspects. The children themselves, to be honest, would be the, the, the top of the, 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 the suspect list. I mean, they, you know, I, I could see that they, um, they, they definitely knew something was up and they probably let other children know as well. So I'd say they had collaborators in the situation. But look, I've been plagued by these guys for eight. I mean, before I lived in the turret, I lived um, in the, the changing room of, of the, the swimming pool down on the, on, the, on the Navin Road. So look, these guys have been with me a long time. I know how to deal with them. But more than likely, they took the house and they burnt it. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's an age-old story. And I think... Kids in in, Dubl- in Dublin, I think, can be particularly cruel in this way. Um, yeah. I think it's it's definitely contributed to the homeless situation, and and it's something that people aren't willing to talk about. And I'm glad that you've come on to to take a stand. No, it's it's far too embarrassing to talk about. Really, is the main problem. Well, you, you know, I mean, you were made an absolute now. fool of by those kids. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And yeah. um, if anything, if anything, I think it's only made me more vulnerable to doing the same thing again. I'd like I to say I've learned from this. 
Well, uh, because I've actually, when I found that the uh, the house had been, been stolen and most likely burnt, I went and I, I, I bought one of those igloos uh, that you put dogs in. Like, not a kennel, but it's like an igloo kennel. Is it and made of ice? It's No, it's not. It's just in the shape of it, just to give the dog a bit of uh, uh, escapism, you know? Yes, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's like an escapism kennel. And uh, it's now there's three dogs in it. And that's basically pissed away as well. You're right. You're right in your ear. Yeah, I can't. They're very polite. You know, I, I would, uh, I wouldn't mind, but they're they're very polite dogs. And and to be fair, it's purpose built for for their species. Yeah, I, I've, I've balls it up again. You know, this you is messed the it up I, there. You messed it up big time. Um, listen, to, uh, look, what, I'm, I, what I'm really looking for is. But I just, I just need, I need to cop on, Dave. I need, I need to actually invest in something that is a traditional uh, a, a place for someone to live. Well, look, I want to ask you about these gesture costumes because we are in in, in the middle of a pandemic now. Are, are you at least able to sort of bring some some joy to people who are suffering? Yes. Well, the problem with the gesture costumes is you need a lot of historical context for them to make any sense. Um, otherwise, they're just totally ridiculous. But um, there is a way of kind of fusing the, the you know, the, the two worlds. So sometimes what I do is I, I'll, uh, I'll dress up in the jester costume and I'll do, I'll, I'll do some jokes from, you know, the likes of uh, Little Britain and kind of modern things. And uh, that generally doesn't go down any better than they would alone. Uh, yeah. So it's it, it's no it's not as it's not as much of a growth industry as you would think. I've tried renting them uh, for hen parties and stuff like that, um, but the, you know it's it's just a liability because the children follow me there as well, and they're making a fool uh, in front they're, of the hens, in front of all the women. Yeah, yeah, which is just the last thing I need, as you know, as someone yeah. very poor judgment. Listen, Fred. I mean, you're your own worst enemy. I gotta say, I, like, I'd wish you, I'd wish you good luck, but I, I don't think you'd know what to do with it. If no, I, I, no, I'm at the end of my tether, Dave. Really, yeah. what, what, I'm, I, I'm mainly on uh, uh, talking to you today, in hope casting the net out if there's anybody that could um, basically house me and and take all autonomy away from my decisions because I've done nothing but shoot myself in the foot since the late '90s. Yeah, well, look, we can't uh, we can't really offer that um, through this show because I just don't think it would be right for people to to reach out and help you in that way. Um, I certainly I don't want to be a party to that because I feel like you could just bring misfortune on someone else. To be honest, um, that's that's cold, but it's entirely fair. Yeah, well, look, listen, thanks so much for calling in. It was uh, interesting, if nothing else, to talk to you, Fred. Thanks so much. It was certainly nothing else. Yes. Yeah, nothing else. Um, I want to move on to another call from uh, Roisin. Roisin, you're bitterly disappointed in your son's behaviour. Is that right? That's right, yeah. What's he done, Roisin? Well, basically, um, he's started... Um, I've signed him up for these classes. Um, basically, because of this whole pandemic that's happening, um, we've had to find alternative ways of um, sports and, and that kind of thing. So I've signed him up for um, a new uh, sport, which is basically, um, it's like basketball, but it's done in hot air balloons. Mm-hmm. So I've signed him up for this. Um, it cost me an arm and a leg, absolute fortune. And he's 
absolutely shite at it. Sorry. Uh, he's very, very bad at it. Yeah, no, um, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, hot air, hot air balloons are notoriously expensive. Yeah, so. I mean, it's 600 quid just to get the thing off the ground. That doesn't include the uniforms. Um, there's only three other players, so the teams are very limited. But I'm bloody... I, I, I'm bleeding money and 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 he's he's just really bad at it. Um, I, I'm spending all my money on these basketballs, these specialised basketballs, but they just keep falling off the balloon and then who knows where they are? The you guy. know, I didn't know if they're in um, Rath Mines or, or further on because, you know, the, the balls bounce and I don't know where they go, you know? So, you know, he's really, really let me down on this. Yeah, I mean, there also has been, I don't know if you, you're aware of this, but there has been a number of uh, uh, fatalities from um, uh, basketballs falling. Sorry, unrelated. There's no, sorry. Well, no, I don't no, know. Ab- sorry, no, no, there's absolutely no evidence that they are linked, Dave. There's basketballs and- falling out of the sky. I mean, you have to think that... They're, 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 there's they're no the correlation. I'm sorry. I, I'm sick of this bloody woke generation going on about the bloody... Uh, people trying to play basketball and, and one bloody basketball killed somebody and, and well, two was, people are in hospital with head yeah, injuries. There was two serious head injuries and one of them's not looking good. One of them's is in, 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 sorry, in show a coma. Me show me, show me the, the, the evidence. And well, I mean, yeah. unfortunately, obviously, a lot of basketballs do look the same and they're, they're, they're similar makes and stuff so it is impossible yeah. to prove that it's, it's the same normal basketball that's you know fallen out of uh, astroturf park or wherever they play the normal what, like just bounced really high they're very bouncy you know yeah they're they're not that bouncy though come on i don't know i don't know Look, your son may or may not be responsible for a death a murder not murder a death let's say an accidental death and and two other people in critical excuse injury me. excuse me shia khan is not responsible for these deaths, okay? He is well, not responsible for these deaths. Uh, he isn't in the sense that you seem to have pushed him into this sport that he's no good at. He probably didn't want to play in the first place. So if anyone's responsible, Roshin, frankly, it's you. Well, listen, I've had to move house two or three times now because, you know, the, the guards are after me. They want to question me about this. Yeah, well, um, I can uh, understand it's, that. It's absolutely unfair. And, and now Shia Khan doesn't want to go to his training, you know? And I'm driving two hours because we've had to move to the countryside. Um, yeah. I won't say where. But I'm driving two hours to go to these bloody classes. And he keeps dropping the ball. And you're, you, 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 I just you them. insist on keeping it going? Well, I mean, he can't play regular soccer yet. Um, he's not very good at it anyway. What um, do you mean yet? Well, I mean, they haven't uh, opened back the... the Soccer. Oh, yes. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you might have meant that he was too young to play soccer. No, he's three and a half. Come on. I mean, Jesus. He's three and a half. And you're putting up in a, in a hot air balloon with basketballs, expecting him to be able to play. I mean, Look, this is... They're, they're, they're small baskets, so we can see above them. They're, 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 they're not... No, I'm not talking about regular size hot air balloons these are for kids they're for I know, look I, listen, I know the sport i'm not i'm not an idiot hmm. i'm saying three and a half is too young for this you know weakling child of yours who clearly has no sporting yeah. ability listen we've all heard of robert mcginty who is the top hot air balloon basketball player in the world and he said he started his mother at two and a half when he was two and a half years old 
started but, him in the hot air balloon. Yeah, you know? the fact is some people now. some people are prodigies and, and they're born to play a sport. And I, if, you, if you don't mind me saying, Shia Khan is a menace and he should probably never uh, hold a pair of balls in his hands ever again. Okay, well, first of all, Shia Khan. Shia okay. Khan, sorry. And second of all, my boy will hold balls for as long as I make him, okay? Listen, uh, Roisin... I, I'm uh, sick of this folk culture. I'm sorry, I'm sick of it. Yeah, well, look... It's I'm, not, I'm not able I'm to not, go into a hot air balloon on their own. at three and a half years old. I'm not happy about uh, keeping you on the air because, frankly, I think you're a menace and I think you're, 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 uh, you're responsible for at least one death and, and possibly more. Um, Let's just agree to disagree on that. We'll have to leave it there. Uh, thanks for, very much for calling in. Before I move on to my special guest, I want to remind you that this show is supported by you, the listeners, via our Patreon account, patreon.com forward slash phoning it in show, where you can watch the episodes in video format and enjoy a bunch of other exclusive content. Thank you. I'm joined on the line by my special guest, head of the Small Agricultural Businesses Federation, Podge Malloy. Podge, welcome to the show. Um, Podge, when we say small agricultural businesses, what, what kind of things are we talking about? We're well, talking about like farms or like, uh, you know, places that sell agricultural equipment or, you know, feeds, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, weirdly, yeah. through some bizarre, uh, you know, I don't know what you call it now, but uh, technically off licenses fall under that. It's something to do with grain and alcohol. So right. uh, that's involved there. And uh, that, that kind of thing, really. And um, what kind of struggles are you seeing with the members of your of your federation uh, at the moment under lockdown? Uh, a lot of his badgers are using this lockdown to kind of uh, get revenge on all uh, people, who, all the farmers who've, who've who've treated badgers fairly badly in the past. You know the accusations of tuberculosis, carrying tuberculosis, that kind of thing. You know, mass murder of of the badger species. So they've actually started to. Uh, attack homesteads of people, uh, some people who I know, and uh, it's in, it's kind of like almost like a Jurassic Park situation, but with with badgers. Mm. What's I don't really get the analogy with Jurassic Park. Just that they're they're uh, badgers are eating humans the way that the oh. raptors are. are yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The, the, so the, I. Was under the impression that that possibly the the, the Badgers TV rumors was, you know, not true. That it was fa- it's not. Ar- Dave, no. Yeah, no, it's not. It's a load of shite. So I can say the that farmers were using that excuse to kill badgers en masse because they just don't like them. Uh, they don't like you know the badgers would attack sheep to attack livestock that kind of thing. It's just it, it was. Do you know what? Honestly, I will let you in a little secret. The greatest thrill you can ever have, the greatest, most forbidden, taboo thrill you can ever have. It's not what you're thinking of. It's not what you're thinking of. Whatever it is you're thinking of, it's not that. It's killing a badger. Right. Yeah, I was thinking of um, the, the Michael Hutchins uh, thing. Wanking with a belt around your neck. Yeah. No, no. That is, that's kids' play. That's kids' well, play. Literally, dangerous. in some cases, I've heard of a tragic case in Common. Yeah, well... We we probably shouldn't um, promote that as yeah. Let's let's move on. Um, so uh, have you, if you ever want basically if you ever want to have an orgasm that lasts longer than the director's cut of Ridley Scott's Kingdom of Heaven, strangle a badger with your bare hands. <laughs> <laughs>
Right. So you've done this yourself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and uh, what's the I'm old man I, let's just say it was the theatrical version of Kingdom of Heaven was as long as my last rival uh, not as spry as I used to be yes yeah of course but um, what things have turned now the, 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 the Badgers what they've organised how, how have they struck back uh, they've they've attacked. Uh, they've they, they basically laid siege to a lot of homes um, and and taken. Say, if a child goes wandering a little bit further than it should outside, the badgers will take the child and eat eat the child. Uh, some badgers have gotten into homes and eaten the entire families. Uh, and and there's been there's been certain cases. All right, where we're starting to see that maybe due to evidence on the scenes of these attacks, that maybe that killing humans is also the greatest taboo that a badger could have because there's badger cum everywhere. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah, I mean, the tables have turned. How do you think they've... they've Literally. Done? They keep knocking tables over as well. As it's well, a disaster. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you think they've managed to get organised? Because we don't really associate badgers with being intelligent and, and well-organised like this. Uh, I think I think it's just they got, you know, when you kind of get the taste for something... And then you let all your friends know. So, you know, when you see some, a really good show on Netflix or Amazon Prime or one of those, you're like, geez, I need to tell everyone how great this is. And you tell everyone, and next thing, everyone's watching it. I see what you're saying. So what probably happened is one badger came across, one lone child ate it or took a bite or whatever, and then that was it, taste of blood, and, and, and word spread through the, badger, through the badger kingdom. And then obviously while we were on lockdown, that was their perfect opportunity to, um, to, to sort of to, to regroup. Like shooting fish in a barrel, yeah, yeah, tragic stuff. Well, listen, I'm glad we've we've got you on the show so we can uh, let people know, get the word out. Um, well, you, I'm in my panic room, if you can believe it. Oh well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't blame you. And my um, house has been overridden with badgers. Really, they're 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 trying to get in right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My God. Uh, well, listen, stay safe, Podge. Stay safe. Uh, I want to bring on some callers though, because people. As you're the head of the Small Agricultural Business Federation, there are people who, who with issues who want to uh, who want to talk to you. So Willie is on the line. Willie, you're having trouble with your your small agri business. What's the problem? Uh, the problem is, Dave, that I have uh, a series of small Shetland ponies here, and uh, they've all gone mad. They seem to have some sort of mad pony disease. Um, usually now, I I do uh, get them out to do their tricks. I have a, a small business. It's like a petting farm, petting zoo sort of thing. Uh, we get a lot of trade during the summer months. But recently, they've just all, they've lost the plot altogether. They just, I can't keep them all in the one place. Um, has anything like this ever happened before, Willie, with the, with the ponies? Well, now that you mention it, actually, yeah, back in the early 90s, there was talk of an outbreak of mad pony disease. Now, I was only a young fella at the time. Now, I wouldn't have realised the scale and the scope of it. But uh, my father would have a few war stories now. Uh, both his hands were bitten off by the Shetlands. And uh, there was a couple of uh, young kids in the area that went missing around that time uh, that we probably nowadays, we probably think it was something to do with the Shetland ponies, you know? Yeah, yeah. Did they ever find any trace of, of those kids? No, there was absolutely no trace. They're still on the missing persons list. And... As far as we know, the Shetlands are still at large. Yeah, yeah. Is this, do you think this is linked to COVID-19 somehow? Yeah, well, now that you mentioned it again, Dave, I think possibly it could be, uh, you know, everybody has been struggling with the lockdown with their mental health and, and uh, missing out on their usual uh, social interactions and all that. 
And I know myself, I've been going mad. So it would stand to reason there that the old ponies would be going mad as well. Yeah, yeah. Have you done anything um, violent yourself, Willie? No, I'm a very mild-mannered man now, Dave. I tend to kind of try and keep the cool as much as possible. I, I don't like to be losing the head. Uh, you know, it doesn't serve anybody to be doing that. Yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, Podge, have you uh, got any insight into this? Do you know why the Shetland ponies might be getting aggressive, getting unruly? Uh, again, Dave, it's a question of, you know yourself, when you're, when you're cooped up in one place, say a field for too long, you just get it. You get a bit. You get. You want to. You want to test the water. You see. You want to see what you get. Get away with, and that's that's all that's happening here. They're not really. There's no such thing as really necessarily a mad pony disease. All it is is they're get. They're a bit. They're feeling a bit cooped up, a bit hemmed in. They want to roam free, and if that means they're going to, you know, eat a child or two, <laughs> you know, they're they're going to do that. It's 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 its own thing, and the best thing you can do is just wait it out. It's funny, Willie mentioned the early 90s as the last time this happened. And obviously, we were just talking earlier in the show, it's 30 years since World Cup 90. And during that time, a lot of farmers did neglect their animals, their livestock, because they were so focused on, on watching Jackie's army. It's possible that back then, um, which like now, the, the Shetland ponies were, were, were stuck in a field. They, they'd no kids, they'd no attention. Uh, and, and that's what drove them mad. It's possible. It's possible. I mean, I, 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 would, I would acquaint that with also the, the rise in gang crime in Ireland was because of Italian 90. Uh, the rise in paedophiles was because of Italian... Basically, every ill that has afflicted this country since 1990, arguably before 1990, is because of Italian 90. I believe that it's a curse on this country, a blight on this country, and uh, it's, it, we have never been the same since. I'd be inclined to agree with you there now, Patch. I'd be of the same mind there about Italian nights to the disgrace, Dave, yeah. Well, I, I, I can kind of understand the, the, the drugs thing because obviously at that time everyone partied like, you know, it was the end of the world. And then it's hard to kind of, it's hard to come back from that when you've, when you've hit those highs, you want to keep it going. Um, you don't want to be, the, you don't be the, lo- the loser who's going home first. Yes, yeah, yeah. But I don't really get the paedophiles uh, connection. Who said anything about paedophiles? Uh, you did there just a minute ago, Pod. You said right. one of the issues that came from Italian ID was the, the increase of paedophiles. Oh, that, that doesn't sound like that doesn't sound right. No, it doesn't. Um, that's why that that I guess that's that's why I asked. Um, okay, stay on the on the phone, uh, Willie. I'm going to bring on some other callers. Uh, Ruth sells seashells by the seashore. Uh, Ruth, you say that uh, uh, Podge's organization won't recognize you. That's right, yeah. Basically, uh, the thing is, I've been trying for ages to get that badger come that he was talking about. Mm-hmm. And so my business, um, I, I uh, sell seashells by the seashore. And so what I do is I get these seashells and I decorate them with different kinds of uh, jewels and that. And I found in that climate of the the sand and the sea and the the, the wind, the only thing that works, none of the glues work, none of the adhesives, is this badger comb. Yeah. I won't tell you how I I found out. But I've been trying out for a few years to try and somehow come to an arrangement with him, with Podge. 
about how I could perhaps purchase this from him. And, you know, I, I think we could both, we both stand to make a bit of money from him, but he's just not budging on it, Dave. And I, I just kind of, I thought the only way now to to try and get it off, and my last resort was to go public with this and, and see if, you know, um, because the individual farmers are all very, they all respect Podge a lot, so, so they're saying I need to go through him, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Podge, you have a surplus of Badger semen. Um, I've Badger come, coming out of me arse, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Not literally, I hope. No! So, why won't you sell some to Ruth? She just wants to sell her seashells by the seashore. What's a seashell, Dave? What is it? Do you mean literally now? Or literally, what is a seashell? Um, I'm not sure because I actually haven't looked in the science of it. Exactly. My can, guess you milk, is, can you milk a seashell? Excuse me? Can you milk it? Can you milk a seashell? I always thought they were dolphin shoes, if I'm being completely honest. I don't know. So I've just been picking them up and I've been looking at the science. Well, I haven't, but I, I, I've been meaning to look up the science of it so I don't know so that's why I'm wondering about the glue and I did you do with badgers because only the badger come walks are they is it badger shite I don't know I'm not a scientist I am an entrepreneur can you tell me I don't know there all I know is you can't milk them you can't shear them you shouldn't probably eat them they're not they don't fall under my remit they don't grow on the ground I just we could both say they grow in the they grow in the sea though. They go well. They've no roots, so I don't. I do not. They've no roots. Very good point. Hmm. I do not have any jurisdiction on the ocean, Dave. Yeah, but look, all she's looking for is for you to sell her. uh, But the sand, the sand is the farm of the sea. I no, there's no, there's no ocean organizations out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so I water is the soil of the of the sea. I I, 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 I suppose that again. This is not. This is outside of my jurisdiction. Would you ask, for example, uh, uh, you know, Mario, Mario Batelli to make a uh, sweet and sour chicken? It's it's two different. It's you know, the same. Know is. Uh, chef, Dave. It's a chef. It's a chef, and uh, it's, a, it's a different dish. To would make. I ask him to make what? Sweet and sour chicken. Why wouldn't he make it? Maybe he would. But my point is, it's not his That's... area to make. He's not. He's, he doesn't make Asian food. But he might. You just said it yourself. And so would the Asians have access to? Is that what you're telling me? Is the Asians Rogers in Asia have access to? Yeah. Well, look, hang on a second, guys, because there is someone who might be able to help you out. Uh, Finbar Daly from the Small to Medium Rural Companies Union is on the line. Oh, shit. Uh, How's it going, Dave? <clears throat> you have a bone to pick with Podge. Is that right, Finbar? I certainly do, because um, what's not being uh, made clear to the uh, fine people on your show here is that Podge had quite an interest in illegally trafficking the badger cum, and uh, we've had a serious problem with that being done illegally and exporting large quantities of badger cum uh, across Europe. So this uh, this kind of facade that he's putting on, this kind of... uh, Ignorant kind of persona is a, is a total is a total a veneer for what he is, which is an absolute poacher, a poacher of badger come and they have every right to be angry with him. Podge, what do you say to that? I mean, yes, I, I am doing everything that he's accusing me of, but I didn't realise it was illegal. Well, come on, 
I mean, do you expect us to believe that you're the head of the Small Agricultural Businesses Federation? If you don't know, who is going to know? Because I thought that I could make the laws. I thought I was under the impression that in that position, I could make the laws. And I made that law. I didn't tell anyone about the law, but I made it. Because if I told someone about the law, people would start, it's like, why does he want that law out of interest? And they start looking into me business and then there'd be a whole lot of trouble. You know what I mean? So Finbar, this is a case of somebody power hungry. Uh, the power has gone to his head. I'm no angel. I, I can I can relate to the situation, but but the, 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 my story, Dave, is, is quite unique, uh, but possibly quite relatable as well. I started off in the same position. I started assimilating into the badger cultures. I, I dressed myself up as one to try and infiltrate their ranks in order to steal their semen and export it um, uh, for power, for the thrill. And, and for the company of a large amount of badgers as well, which I also yeah. felt was uh, something that I could really get into. Um, after a few months, uh, I'd, I'd fell, fallen in love with the um, the daughter of the main badger, the leader of the badgers. I'd really uh, kind of uh, made my, 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 my home there. They realized that my semen was not the same consistency as the rest of the badgers, and I was found out. And uh, they sat down with me. They said, why did you do it? And they, they kind of really brought me over to the uh, the reality of things was that that they were being they were being taken advantage of. So I can really relate to to your callers uh, power of hungry intentions, but uh, the the fact is they're real uh, badgers are real people, and they don't want their a monopoly made of their uh, of their of their essence. Yeah, look, uh, there's a couple of things that I uh, you've brought up there that I was not aware of was that a uh, you could communicate with them and mm. be that they seem to have some kind of hierarchical structure in place. Uh, like there was a, a, a king badger. It's very, it's very similar to Aztec civilization. And we communicated using Braille, actually. Right. Uh, they, they know what they're doing with Braille for some reason. I, I don't know why that is. Well, look, Finbar... Finbar um, the cardinal rule, Dave. He, brought, he crossed the line that we know that tempts us, but it should never be crossed. And he crossed it. Yeah, well, they listen, you wanna, can't be throwing stones. Get the politics here. This is all politics to me. I just legally want to know, Finbar, maybe you can tell me then. Because all I want to do is run my business. Podge isn't helping me. And you obviously have an in now with this badger chieftain or whatever. Is there a way I can maybe sit down with them and we can come to some arrangement, you know? I don't even know what a badger is, really. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm assuming, you know, they're an animals, but you're after confusing me now. What, what can I do? Well, I, can I come in and just suggest that what I have talked about with the Badger Chieftain is that they actually quite find humans seeming quite beneficial for uh, uh, arthritis in, in badgers. So if there could be some kind of great ceremony between badgers and people, perhaps we could uh, gather everyone together and exchange large quantities of each other's semen. Perhaps that would broker I, some I'm, kind of a truce. I'm an 85-year-old woman. Um, Perfect. I do not produce semen. Um, I don't, you must know again, I don't know the science it. behind it. Do you have any Maybe kids, Ruth? Do. do I have any kids? Well, the shells are my kids. 
you know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'm yeah. selling them, so I'm kind of like a trafficker to my. You're kids. you're kind of like a a, a slave trader, I suppose, in a way. Of shells, of seashells. Yeah, on yeah. We've tried, we've tried trading, we've tried trading with the badgers before with semen. I don't think they're going to trust us again because but so that was there was a farmer. There was a farmer who cut his semen with uh, aloe vera. So he, he he was trying to get more than his money's worth, basically. Keep but look, keep. maybe maybe there can be some kind of uh, peace brokered uh, before it's too late. Like I know, Podge, you're 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 in your panic room there. It's probably a matter of time before they get they get through those walls. Oh, I can hear them digging in. I can hear them. There's bits yeah. of I mean, they're good at digging. There's bits of plastic falling down as we speak. I it's yeah. it's not a very secure panic room. It's it's just it's 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 just basically plasterboard and uh, it's a bit of bit of insulation. Listen, Finbar, I want to ask you just quickly as well about Willie's situation. Um, I don't know if you were listening earlier, but he's having terrible time with his with his Shetland ponies. Um, you seem to be, if you don't mind me saying, uh, a bit more clued in than Podge. Is there anything, anything that Willie can do to, to settle the ponies down? Absolutely. Well, a Shetland pony uh, misdemeanor is, you know, it's is surprisingly common. Uh, what you've got to do with them is you've got to take them real close and you just have to speak very comforting words in each one of their ears. Shetland ponies have, have crippling, uh self-deprecating views about themselves. So that's why they're acting out. And that's probably what makes them great performers as well, as they're desperately reaching for some kind of validation, which I'm sure Willie will confirm, you know, that you can see the desperation in their eyes. And that's why you put the little kids on them to ride around as well, because it, it, it fulfills some kind of maternalistic uh, desire that, of course, will never be uh, meaningful in a real sense. You know, yep. am I right, Willie? Well, at this stage now, I'm just sick of promoting them. I'm sick of trying to... Boost up their egos. They know well that they're they're employed and they have the work. They don't need to be proven anything to anyone. I can't be going around saying, oh, you're great. You don't need to be any taller. Oh, you're as good as a regular horse and all the rest of it. I just, I'm sick of it now. Really, that's what, that's what they need. You know, if, you, if you're going to maintain this What about business. my needs, Dave? What about my needs? Well, I, I mean, I don't know. Have you tried I'll therapy? I'll talk about semen now there. I mean, I haven't seen... Sight nor sight of a bit of semen in, in months. Badger or otherwise. Badger or otherwise. Or Shetland, I can send you some. Huh? I can send you some. Would you, Padge? Yeah, you're a great man. You're a great man. Well, look, Willie, is there, is there a pony there with you now? I mean, maybe we could hear just a little bit of how you normally talk to them and Finbar could kind of assess how that's going. That'd be great, yeah. I'll get Sheila here. Sheila, come here. Come here, go there. Right, so what I'd usually say is, you know, would you get up out of that and stop your bucking and messing around? We've got a two o'clock, would you ever calm down? Do you know? Because they're just, they're running, all, they're running ragged here, Dave. I've no, I've no control over them anymore. Finbar, that doesn't sound very encouraging no. to me. Uh, what Willie is using there is what we in the business like to call an, an accusationary tone. So what you want to do is actually kind of uh, give them the option. Make it sound like it's their decision. Like uh, 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 Sheila is the name of your uh, of your animal. So you said, so Sheila, would it not be nice if you got up and and walked around? Maybe we could go and get a coffee, or you could uh, walk down to that piece of grass you like to have a shat on. Wouldn't that be nice? Rather than saying, would you not get up and kind of you know your what, what your I mean to be honest, I wouldn't talk to. 
to to uh, someone I love like that. So you need to talk to the ponies as though as though they are your child and you want to support them in their endeavours. You know, Willie, will you give it another go for us? This, I just this is a strictly professional relationship I have with these small horses. It's not about love. It's about getting up and getting on with things. You know, but that's the problem, Willie. That there's no love there. I'd be going around Molly coddling people like that. Do you know? Well, look, your dad lost two hands. I, I, we're just trying to see that the same thing doesn't happen to you. Well, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Right, I'll give it, I'll give it a go. Give it a go. Right, Sheila. You all right? Aren't you lovely? Yeah. Will we go and get, what is it? Go get your coffee. Yeah, we'll yeah. go get your coffee now and you can go and have your shit. I know, it feels wrong. It just feels wrong. How did she react though? She looks, actually, she looks a bit calmer here now, actually. I would say, yeah, yeah. And what you'll notice is there'll be a warmth coming from her trotters now that wasn't there before. That's a good sign. You probably feel that. Oh, I can feel that now, yeah. She's up against yeah, that. So there you go. That's a good sign there. And that, unfortunately, well, unfortunately, is the kind of language we need to use with these Shetland ponies or otherwise they're going to take the piss indefinitely. Well, I'm glad I know that now, that I've been, doing, I've been getting it all wrong for years, yeah? Hmm. You can also give them uh, a bit of cocaine on their gums. And that's, I mean, that is also good. So one or the other, anyway. Right, right. It's a bit yeah. more expensive option. Oh, no, if you know where to go, Dave. Okay, well, look, I, Podge, Podge, I can see from from your video chat that, that those badgers are, are, it looks like they're... Le- I don't have long left, Dave. They're clawing through the they're walls. Through. Yeah, all over you. Um Look, if you if you maybe te- maybe Ruth could come and help you, uh, and and she could, could collect some samples while she helps you fend them off. Can she get here in about seven minutes? Because that's about as long as I've left now. I I, I can get get the shotgun out now. Where where do you live? Yeah. Where do I live? Spain. Spain. Santa Spain. Panza. Santa Panza. The beach. Oh. I said. Right, that's, that's yeah, not good for me. Uh, I I live in I live in Berlin. Look, I just want to say I'm sorry for everything I've done. I'm sorry for all the animals I've harmed, the badgers I've harmed. I'm sorry for everything I've ever done. And I, I just want to, to let, I'm sorry to, to, to Finbar for bringing, bringing this position into ill repute. And uh, before these badgers eat my face, uh, just know that uh, I've been a huge fan of, of the show, Dave. I think you're an amazing, amazing host. And I hope it runs forever. Uh, listen, uh, listen. Uh, sorry, what did you say there? He said, "God help us all, Dave." Well, yeah. I mean, if 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 what you're saying is true, and it certainly looks, oh, I can see there, Badger is just. Uh, it's got its. It's got his face. Oh. It's got his face. Uh, there's semen everywhere. I'm afraid we're out of time. I want to thank all of my callers today, but I especially want to thank Ren Dennehy, Roxana Nicolim, Fiona Foley, and Peter McGann. Guys, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, I'll start with Fionn. Um, given the circumstances, I don't <laughs> think particularly at the moment so I can think of anything, hopefully soon. Uh, Roxana? I just like to plug washing your hands, guys. Keep washing them yeah. hands and uh, follow me on the socials at Nick Limo on Twitter and Instagram. And um, yeah, that's it. Cool. Red? Uh, I actually have a drag story time event that has gone live on the Five Lamps Arts Festival uh, page and Gemma O'Doherty got wind of it 
and has tweeted and called us paedophiles. So if you want to fight back against Gemma O'Darty, get onto the Five Lance Arts Festival page and share uh, share to high heaven to show O'Darty what we're made of. Yeah, fantastic. That's World Cup ninety. You see, the pedos are on the rise. They are absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Peter, uh, watch talking it out on the RT player. Great. And Elsie, what a plug while you're um, at us. No Pope Injection again. I'm always blowing plugging Pope Injection. Uh, starring uh, two of these uh, players today, and uh, that's on SoundCloud or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Give that list. Go crack. Brilliant. Thanks again, guys. Thank you to the Heads of Podcast Network for having us and to Bobby Ahern for our new theme music. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. 